Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. Vanessa Denha Garmo here from Epiphany Communications and Coaching. Today, we're talking with best-selling book and author and owner of two businesses, Accelerate Associates and the Business Innovation Lab Coworking and Conference Center. Lisa Menini is an innovative consultant and speaker on human wiring and business alignment today. So what is human wiring, Lisa? How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, great question, by the way, human wiring. You know, a lot of times people collapse, um, you know, human wiring, personality and behaviors. And actually the three are distinct. Um, and human wiring, it's really is a nature versus nurture conversation because uh, you don't behave the same way that you did when you were 18. Well, at least we hope everybody (laughs) does that, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and why don't we behave the same way uh, that we did when we were 18? Because we were influenced. We had experiences. We had education. We had parents. We had culture. Those things shaped our behavior. But human wiring is something that you're born with. It's noticeable about two years old. It stays with you your entire lifetime. So as the um, neural pathways in your brain are developing, it's saying, okay, how does Vanessa create ideas? How does she process thought? What is the environment in which she best thrives? And how much certainty or information does she need for effective decision-making? And then we can measure this through an assessment, a psychometric assessment, and how those assessments are administered matters on whether we measure behaviors or we measure human wiring. Mm. So the human wiring is part of our nature versus behaviors, which are part of our nurturing environment. And how do we benefit from knowing the difference like in the workplace and as leaders? Um, I've got uh, so many examples that I can give you. Um, I'll just give you one really quick example of understanding how people process thought. Um, And it's narrowed down down to how you communicate. I know you are an expert in communication. Um, You've got a huge background. What we look at, and most people think it's an introvert, extrovert. Well, that's actually um, more behavioral versus how you process thought. Now, if I measure higher on the communication scale, I uh, verbalize to crystallize my thoughts. So as I'm talking, I'm formulating and crystallizing my ideas. But somebody who is lower in communication crystallizes those same ideas internally. And so Mm. what happens is when they're processing internally, they get Uh, they give rather a blank processing stare. Now imagine these two people are in the same meeting. Okay. So one externally and verbally communicates the other internally processes their information. So what happens is the one that's external, the external uh, thinker, I call it, um, might say to the internal thinker, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they're going on and on about their idea because they're crystallizing it as they talk about it. Meanwhile, they're getting a blank stare from the internal thinker. 
So mm. immediately they're looking for a response. So they start to say, you know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Because they're getting a blank stare. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, Lisa, I can think of so many conversations I've had with people in the past because I'm a verbal thinker. You know, I think out loud, I talk out loud. It's the, the way I process things. I had I have one client in particular who's definitely does not do that. He's complete opposite of me. And he has to pause and think. And it was, it took me a while to get used to his communication style. And now I know how to work with him. And, and it's, and it's so funny because he, a couple of times he kind of put me in check and he said, can you just let me finish my thought for a second? And I realized, oh, he needs time. I, he doesn't think like I do. He doesn't communicate like I do. I will talk out loud. He has to think and then he'll speak. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And sometimes their their best ideas are about an hour after a meeting. Yeah. So it's important to structure your meetings um, so that if you want to have a conversation, if you want to um, make a decision at a meeting, then give them a heads up what you're going to be talking about and what to come prepared with. That way they'll have a chance beforehand to actually come to the meeting prepared to talk about and make the decision. So we're talking with Alisa Menini here on It's Your Community about human wiring. She's a consultant. And Lisa, how do we maximize our unique human wiring to really reach our goals and, and reach our highest potential and productivity? Yeah, so when we understand how we're naturally wired, a couple things happen. Number one, we can understand the environment in which we best thrive. And two, if we're leading organizations or companies, then we'll better understand how to um, uh, align someone's natural wiring and the job they do. Just to give you one example, um, I uh, worked with a company that had 99% turnover in their customer service department. Now that's a lot wow. of churning, right? Yeah. And they're like, we don't know what we're doing. You know, we're hiring external thinkers because they're on the phone and, and uh, we need to have them type on the computer at the same time because they're taking incoming calls. And as they're describing the role, I'm like, hold up. And how's that working for you? And they're like, well, we got 99% turnover, so it's not working very well. I said, You're you are hiring the wrong wiring for that position. Because imagine you're answering phones all day, answering questions, taking reservations. There's a certain amount of repetition in it. They were hiring people who were naturally wired for variety for face-to-face -face communication. Mm, mm. That was quite contrary to what the job actually entailed. So by using psychometric words, and what's a psychometric? Uh, if you've ever been to a department store and you smelled the cologne and you loved it and you passed it along to your partner and they're repulsed by it, that's actually a psychometric. The brain responds automatically to it. Well, words are also a psychometric. So if you put certain words in advertisements or postings and somebody identifies with those words and they will because um, if you put certain words in, they will identify with those words and they apply for the position, then you can match the person's wiring with the position. Now, in this case, uh, we wanted individuals that were more 
calm and warm and friendly and loved, you know, um, loved, you know, talking on the phone. It's a completely different wiring than somebody who wants face-to-face communication and variety in the work. And so once they ended up hiring the right wiring for that position, they reduced their turnover from 99% to zero in just three months. And, And everybody wins. The employee wins because they're doing work in alignment with who they are naturally. The employer wins and the customer wins because everybody enjoys the work they do. How do employers, how do you help employers identify the wiring? How does it work? How is it assessment you take? Yeah, so so there's different assessments that measure different things. And um, when you have an assessment that is, there are assessments and, and I'm certified in a lot of them, but it, you know, there's certain assessments that measure behavior that have a forced choice to them. So you're, you're forced into a choice of three or four options, even though you may not take any of them and they're good and they're valuable and they get to our behaviors, but human wiring uh, assessments, especially psychometric assessments, rather they use a free will. So you check words that apply and um, based on the, the algorithms in the assessment, then we can actually get the measure of the human wiring. Here's the other thing. We can also look at how that job is the wiring for that specific position. Mm. And again, when you match up the person and the position and the wiring is the same, the execution of that job, then everybody is doing work in alignment with who they are naturally. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, I love tapping into people's natural talents and natural skill set and putting them. We, we, I've seen so much of the workforce, Lisa, and I'm sure you have, of people putting, being put in the wrong positions. Oh my God. I've seen so much of that. It's like, what is happening here? Well, and, and interestingly, uh, yes. And I had a sales director, right? 30 years of experience, worked well and they wanted to put him in a brand new division. Now he worked in an established division, um, knew all of the players, and then they wanted to move him to another division that hadn't been developed yet. And uh, everything was being right from scratch. Well, they hired someone or they wanted to put him in the role. And I said, look, he's not wired for this role. Um, and you're wanting somebody to execute it, who likes to create and act on their own ideas, who likes variety in their work, who, um, likes a loosely structured work environment. That's who you want executing this role, but who you want to put in the role is somebody who likes routine, who likes long-term relationships, who likes to know what the structure is and work within that structure. I said, if you put him in that role, it will be, he will be a heart attack waiting to happen. Unfortunately, they had to learn the hard way and they put him in the role. He was unhappy. The company was unhappy. And then later on moved him to another role. Um, but they learned the hard way that you want to make sure that the role and who you need to execute the role are aligned for maximum effects of effectiveness. 
Yeah, it makes so much sense. At least I'm working with a client right now and they're, they have an employee who has a sales background and they put him in a leadership position and he's not uh, equipped to lead people. He's a salesperson. He's a closer. He's not a nurturer or a mentor. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not somebody that knows how to coach people. He's mm-hmm. like, let's, let's close the deal. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's fine for somebody running the sales department. It's not fine when you want somebody to coach people up to management levels and nurture people. And uh, they're learning that the hard way too. I've said that to them. This is not a good fit for this person, you know, and they're, they're realizing and out of wanting to move him. Um, we're talking with Lisa Menini here on it's your community. Lisa, give us some background on your book and your two businesses. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, well, Accelerate Associates is a certified woman-owned business, and uh, we've been working with companies and CEOs and their teams for uh, about uh, over 20 years now. I've uh, been around human wiring for over 30 years. I'm really showing individuals how, to, uh, companies rather, how to navigate change and how to scale. And my book is a lot, Me, Myself, and Why, The Secrets to Navigating Change is about understanding human wiring um, and how to communicate effectively by understanding the cues. So people will give you cues in human wiring. The key is to um, understand those cues and deliver communication the way the other person wants to receive it. And when you can do that, that's the highest form of honoring the other person. And I am, uh, I practice what I teach and I also scaled uh, to include the Business Innovation Lab. It's a co-working and conference facility located in Livonia, Michigan. And, uh, and we are all about collaboration here and contribution and connection and the co-working and conference facility does just that. Um, so we are uh, the place where ideas get born and actually activated. Mm-hmm. We're big on communicating, connecting, and collaborating here on Itch Your Community. It's the whole focus of the show of how we can communicate, connect, and collaborate with others. Why do you believe collaboration, Lisa, is so important in the work that you do? Yeah, so great question. So the interesting thing is there are some people that are naturally wired uh, collaborators, and um, and that's the way they best create ideas is by collaborating with others. And so, you know, not everybody likes to create and act on their own ideas. There's those that really like the collaboration and what is born out of collaboration. You know, sometimes ideas are great and they can be even better when you get other viewpoints and other um, other experiences that are involved and you can make something that was great even better. Yeah, that's a good point. Lisa, For in terms of your businesses in your book, how do we get the book and how do we reach you on your website? Do you have a website you want to give out? I do. Yeah, sure. Um, You can get the book and and learn about the co-working and everything at acceleratesociates.com. And that's E-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-E associates.com. Lisa, you've been doing this for 20 years. What do you, you know, and other than putting people in the wrong positions, what other mistakes do you see happening in the workforce with clients that you've helped along the way in terms of your natural wiring and putting people in the right spots? What 
Yeah, even in leadership, um, mm -hmm. great, great example. There's a CEO that called me one day. I was working with her and she, she hired a woman who uh, was very much uh, methodical, crossed her T's, dotted her I's. That's who she needed as an assistant. Um, and one day she called me and she's like, I just don't understand it. My assistant is usually so nice. And she just blew up at me. And I said, well, what happened? And she said, well, you know, I needed this and I needed that and I needed this. And as she's describing, I'm like counting how many times she interrupted her. Now, knowing how her assistant was also wired, I said, hold up. You were you kept interrupting her. I said, she is more methodical. You like variety, you interrupt. Now, let's look at how you're managing her. You need to manage her differently. If you, what about if you sent her an email or identified a specific time in the morning to identify all the priorities for that day? And if you need to interrupt her, send her an email to say, when you're finished working on what you're working on, come see me to minimize the amount of interruptions. She said, I can do that. We also measure the assistant's productivity because after talking to the assistant, she even admitted she interrupts me all the time. I can't get anything done. And when we measured her performance over the next 30 days, there was a 40% increase in her productivity. Wow. And here's why, because the CEO just simply needed to manage her natural impulse to interrupt her employee. And the employee also needed to learn some, uh, you know, how to manage her time. But um, it was this constant interruption that when you constantly interrupt someone who is naturally wired for sequence, their brains are naturally still working on the thing that they were working on. And it's very frustrating for them. And mm -hmm. so now with the, the new way to manage her, productivity increased for the both of them. Wow. That's such a great point is understanding. I love your point about communicating the way people want to be communicated to not thinking about the way you communicate. And I, you know, hearing you talk, I can think of so many um, uh, personal experiences with my own clients where I communicate one way and they communicate it another. It's just wonderful examples, Lisa. And, and in terms of um, the book, who was the audience for? Who, who were your target, target audience for the book? Yeah. So um, individuals, you know, me, myself and why the secrets to navigating change is about navigating any kind of life change, whether it's in business or personal uh, changes that people are going through. And at the end of each chapter, there are what's called self-reflection questions so that, uh, you know, theory is good and valuable, but we wanted, I wanted to put in the book, very practical things that the reader could really reflect on for their own life and mm -hmm. how do they move through that change? How do they create a vision for their life? How do they take action that's consistent with that vision? How do they do work 
in alignment with who they are. And it, sometimes it's not about like completely changing your career. Rather, it's these small changes like the one I just described between the CEO and her assistant. There's small changes that you can make to your environment that can make a big difference. Yeah. So can these be personal and professional changes? Yes, they can. Um, the book was written, um, the, and I've even reflected on some of my own experiences throughout my entire career, particularly one when I worked in corporate and we had to lay everybody off and I laid myself off and um, even talked about my own career changes going into entrepreneurship, which was uh, very new to me because I had only known working in corporate yeah. and making that leap into entrepreneurship, which was really scary at the time. But 20 years later, um, I have a lot of really great stories and things to yeah. tell and lessons learned. Yeah. What did you do prior in the corporate world? What was your position? Yeah, I was a uh, vice president of human resources. So we navigated a lot of mergers, oh. acquisitions, divestitures, and a lot of organizational change. Oh, so okay. I often say if, you know, if a company's going through it, I probably already went through it. I yeah. had a lot of really great experiences. You know, I was just listening to you talk about human wearing too. I can imagine that um, understanding that would benefit married couples, children, families, relatives, holiday yeah. dinners. <laughs> You know, that's interesting you said that. Um, I was giving a talk one time and um, my a woman came up to me afterwards and uh, the first thing out of her mouth when she shook her hand was, you just saved my marriage. And I wow. said, yeah, right. And I said, wow, what did I say? She said that that tip on that blank processing stare. She said, I am confident like you, Vanessa. She said, I, I'm that external thinker. I think aloud. And when my husband gives me that blank processing stare, I made it mean he didn't love me. He didn't care what I had to say. You know, he wasn't listening. She goes, now I understand it's how he processes thought. So if yeah. I need to say anything at all is, do you need a minute? Do you need a second or don't say anything at all to give him time to process? So it opened up a whole new um, opportunity and relationship between her and her husband. Yeah, that's a, such a great point. And what a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> what an what a unexpected uh, success story, right? And because I was thinking as you're talking, I'm like, we all communicate. I mean, I come from two different communication backgrounds in my family and my husband's family. Like mm -hmm. we're very open. Uh, we just say it like it is my sisters and I, you know, when I first got married, he said, God, you're so mean to each other. I go, really? I go, we just speak our mind. What do you mean we're mean to each other? You know, and right. you know, they don't ever say anything unkind. You know, my sisters and I are like, what are you doing? That's so stupid. Why would you do that? We just like, that's how we talk, you know? Right. And so when you get married, the people too are wired differently and they're raised differently, you know? And so I think that's such a, what an important uh, point to make. Lisa, what, what would you say for people listening um, here on It's Your Community, some first steps they can take as leaders who are thinking about their own team? their own people they manage, like some things just to keep in mind, maybe some tips for them to think about. Yeah. So the first thing is um, understand when you are communicating, you're usually communicating the way the other or the way you want to receive it. 
Sure. Okay. The key is to understand how others want to receive it. Now we have an introduction that we do every single month into human wiring um, that we give uh, that we give. And the 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 thing I um, remind everyone is to uh, look at the four major. Um, elements that are measured in human wiring. The first element being the um, the autonomy element. And when you're um, higher on that autonomy element, you're probably going to speak in terms of I, me, and my. Cue in on that. If somebody is using a lot of terms like I did this and I did that, understand that what's important to them is that they create and act on their own ideas. Um, they naturally like their ideas best. And why is that important to know? Um, because even if you're in a sales conversation, just understand if they say, well, you know, I think we should move forward in, in doing this deal. You don't want to keep talking. You want to say, okay, great. Like, here's the next step. Um, they've already put their thumbprint on things. And that's what people um, don't always understand is it's important that if I am naturally wired with a high degree of autonomy, I want to put my thumbprint on, thing, in on things. In fact, if I don't have the opportunity to do that, I may procrastinate on doing things simply because I didn't get a chance to put my thumbprint on things. Um, if I am, the second one is communication. If I'm an external thinker and um, I like to create and act on my, or I like to uh, process my thoughts externally, um, I sometimes will also say we and us. Um, those are little cues to look for. Um, let me uh, make sure that um, I'm able to verbally communicate my thoughts and acknowledge them. So if I start to repeat myself, uh, simply say, yeah, okay, Lisa, I see what you're saying. What you're saying is you want to do this, you want to do this, you want to do this, and want to do this. And they'll say, yeah, and they'll probably stop repeating themselves because at that point you acknowledged what they were saying. Mm -hmm. If I am higher in the um, patience factor. I'm going to want things in sequence. So let me know. Um, a gentleman walked into my office and I looked at some of the cues, you know, that uh, he had a very much of a cadence about him. And as he was looking around and I cued in on that and I said, hey, how about if I share with you the next steps in this process that we're going to take today? <coughs> and it wasn't what he said. It was how he said it. He mm. said, Oh, that would be great. Almost as he was relieved, almost as if he was relieved that I was talking his language about the next steps in the process. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth element is the certainty element. Uh, you know, I know people hire in certainty. They want to cross their T's. They want to dot their I's. They want to make the right decision. In fact, they'll even tell you that, you know, I just want to make sure I make the right decision. These are some cues to think about to understand what's important to them. So whether you're in a sales conversation or whether you're just having a conversation with someone to say, you know, um, what are the barriers that you see in moving forward? You know, then they'll start listing all the barriers and by one by one, you can address them for that person. Yeah. So now you're talking their language and understanding what's important to them simply by understanding the cues. Mm. Lisa, we have a couple minutes left with you here and it's your community. What else do you want to leave with our listeners before we let you go? 
Well, as I said, I do an introduction every every single day or every single month, rather. And uh, it's a joy to work with people because when they understand how they are naturally wired. I had one woman who said, you know, oh my gosh, there's nothing wrong with me. And it's true. There's nothing wrong. Everything is right with human wiring. It's just understanding how others communicate and how to create an environment where you best thrive. That above all is what's most important in understanding human wiring is how you deliver information and how you can honor others by delivering it the way they want to receive it. Lisa, thank you so much, uh, Manini here on It's Your Community for joining us and sharing with us your story and your tips. Give out your website one more time before we let you go. Absolutely. It's accelerateassociates.com and that's E-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-E associates.com. Lisa, thank you so much. If you have any questions or comments, show topics you want me to get to, you get to me, Vanessa Denhagarmo. You can go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching and you can private message me there. You can also go to any of my social media platforms. We have Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook or find me, Vanessa Denhagarmo, on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn and private message me on any of the platforms. We are always looking for guest ideas and show topics. As always, we remind you to connect, communicate, and to collect collaborate with your community. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. It's your community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.